That was awesome worship, wasn't it? Man. You guys like hymns? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. We might do a couple more. Um, a, few, a few announcements. Uh, one, we have our children's Christmas musical, Fast Approaching. I think, um, I don't think we'll need that today. Thank you. <clears throat> yes. We have a talented crew up on stage. Um, three weeks from today, so make sure you invite your <clears throat> excuse me, friends, family. It's going to be an awesome time. We'll give the gospel um, at the end. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and then our Christmas Eve service is coming up, 10.30 p.m., December 24th, just in case you forgot when it is. Um, no Christmas Day service. It'll be Christmas Eve, 10.30 p.m. It's going to be really awesome. We'll talk about it, actually, um, a little bit um, at the end of the service. Um, today is our Thanksgiving service, so we're going to give some thanks today, right? We have a microphone for you. If you would like to come up, you can um, maybe sit in one of the front rows uh, when you, if you want to come up and get in line to share. Um, I'd ask that you keep it, keep your sharing to about two minutes. That way, everyone has an opportunity that wants to share to share, and um, we can hear from many people um, how you guys are all thankful. Also, um, I really felt like the Lord kind of impressed upon me um, right before the service that... Um, So we just got done kind of with the vertical aspect of worship, all of us corporately worshiping the Lord. But I actually really feel like now he wants to do kind of like some horizontal ministry, so ministering to one another. And I really think that um, I want to encourage you, I want to exhort you to listen um, carefully to what people are saying, because I think that the Lord wants to speak to some of you today through um, the thankfulness that people have. Maybe it's just perhaps just an attitude change. I don't know. I know sometimes I can get into a certain rut or something, and, and, um, and I'm not being thankful. And so I think a service like this um, is good to remind us and hear, one, the awesome things that God is doing, but just this constant reminder of having a thankful heart. In fact, if you read Paul's epistles, um, almost every single one of them, at the beginning of the letter, what's he always saying? I thank my God for you. I thank my God for you. I thank my God for you. Almost every single epistle of Paul's. In fact, it happens so much, and it's at the beginning, kind of towards the the introduction of the letter, that you probably miss it most of the time, because you're just kind of skimming through it to get to more some of the, the meatier stuff in the letter. But over and over and over and over again, Paul is thankful um, for um, his congregation and the work that God is doing. So, um, you know what? I'm thankful for you guys. And I thank God for you guys a lot. I'm very, very privileged uh, to be one of the pastors here and um, I'm thankful for you guys. So we're going to start. I've asked um, Mrs. Laura Dean um, to kick us off and give it up for Laura as she comes down. Okay, so two minutes is going to challenge me. But anyway, um, one of the privileges of homeschooling is that at this time of year, I get to um, read lots of books about the original account of why we even have Thanksgiving, which really, from day one of creation, began Thanksgiving. But we celebrated in this country um, because of the newness of our country and the history behind all of it. And so we're reading some really accurate books right now that 
portray really what they went through. And as the as they came across on the Mayflower, you know, by the end of that first year, there were only half of them there. And yet, they gave thanks. Um, and I want to challenge you. I, don't, I really want to read it, but I'm not going to because it'll take too long. Psalm 148. Read that. Psalm 148. I'll say it one more time. Psalm 148. It is an amazing psalm that I have been concentrating on lately, and it really tells how God created this world. He didn't create it for us. He created it for him. And every aspect, every, it's not just people that praise God. It is all of creation was created to praise him and to give him glory. I don't know about you, but I don't want the birds to glorify him more than me. I don't want the flowers. I don't want the rocks to cry out his name louder than I do. And I want to challenge us, if you read that psalm, to really listen to what the author is saying about praising our God and thanking him. And then uh, the song, when we've been there 10,000 years, and my, uh, this is my father's world, and it taught, and that's a little kid's song, and there's little books on that song, and I love that song. I taught Andrea and Nicole that song. We had a book that used to sing it. It broke, but um, we would sing it, you know, and even as an adult, you can take something like that, and the words to it just remind us we need to be thankful in everything, and I think, of course, you, we're always thankful for family and our church and our friends, all that kind of stuff, but I'm going to say this time, I am thankful for the breakdown of our society right now because I believe that it will cause the church to rise up in desperation. Can't say anymore. All right, who's next? Else I'm going to call on people. Mr. O. New nickname. That's a new nickname. Um, well, I have uh, thought a little bit about this, but I think I should be able to stay under two minutes directly. Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm thankful well, for a lot of things. I, I'm planning a trip. I'm going to be in India for about a week and a half starting tomorrow. So, of course, my, my, uh, my thoughts are really on my family and missing my family over the next week and a half. So I'm thankful for my wife and my four sons, even though some of them are more challenging than others Sunday morning. Um, but I'm thankful. Uh, often I'm blind to just all of the, uh, the amazing stuff that God's doing uh, in my life. Uh, and when I prayed for the offering, I prayed uh, that... Um, you know, we're, we're kind of, I'm sur- kind of surrounded by all this blessing and I'm swimming in it so much, uh, that, um, I don't open my eyes and realize, wow, I'm just, I'm surrounded by this blessing. So, uh, I'm thankful for the chance, uh, to wake up and to see the blessing that I'm surrounded by. Um, and, uh, of course I'm thankful for all of you as well. Uh, I've been a member of this church for a long time, uh, and uh, it's 
it's amazing where God has uh, has brought us uh, from uh, from where we started to where we are now. Uh, it's been it's been a journey. And then last thought, um, you know, often God blesses me despite me and my own efforts. Uh, even in you know my I was thinking um, my labor. He's blessed every aspect of my labor, everything that I've put my hand to. He's blessed me. And uh, work at church in my family, uh, and I don't deserve any of it. As a matter of fact, I've worked against a lot of that blessing, uh, and the blessing that I haven't worked against, I've worked in ignorance. And yet, uh, uh, He's blessed me, and so I, I, I'm thankful for God blessing me despite my own actions and my own thoughts and my own uh, emotions. I was going to call on you next, Greg, so you, we're like, you know, you and me. So as Jake O said, thankful for my family. I think one of the biggest things that uh, I've been able to do in my life is I'm thankful that I have a job, a job that I desired to do when I was old, and there's not many people that can do that and say that. I'm just very grateful to God placed that upon my heart and gave me the energy because it really wasn't me. And I didn't know God at that point in time in my life. But um, I'm very grateful for that. Grateful for each one of my children and my lovely wife, my family, who had steadfast, um, strong um, wills in their lives and there was things that we did and things that we didn't do, and there was boundaries. And I'm very grateful that I had boundaries because I was a child who needed boundaries. And, uh, and so, uh, so I'm very grateful that my father gave us very straightforward boundaries. I think that uh, one of the most uh, things that I really enjoyed out of the last oh, month or so is going to Haiti with some lovely people. And uh, I, I think that um, I can remember, and the people that went to Haiti will understand this, the Promise House. The Promise House is uh, filled with children. There's probably 10 or 12 children who are severely handicapped uh, to the point of uh, one of the boys has you know, water on the brain, and he is in a lot of pain a lot of times, and he wails, you know. And so we had the privilege of cleaning and painting that time, or that room, and I can remember standing on a ladder by myself and painting and listening to those children wail, and it just was itching me. I mean, just irritating. Not, I wasn't upset, but it was something that, you know, i got to get out of here. So then the ladies of that, of that uh, organization that keep those babies started singing hymns. And I did not know the words that they were singing, but I could understand the hymn that they were singing, and I started singing hymns. And I tell you, that was probably the best time of being in Haiti. It just, it, my whole presence 
of the Lord being upon me during that time and changing my heart and my, my soul into being grateful that I'm standing here listening to these children wail and these ladies sing hymns. I even joined them. I don't know if I was on the right verse, but I joined them. But that's what God... I, I just, I, I'm so grateful to the Lord for what He has done to us. So, did I go two minutes? Steve Inman. You wrote it down, didn't you? Are you looking something up? It was written a long time ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> This is Psalm 100. Um, shout, to, shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Something that I can't do. I can't, can't sing. I can be joyful. Know that the Lord himself is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting. And his faithfulness to all generations. You know, I've got this, uh, even though I'm not in any kind of science field, I've always had this scientific mind, and I just see God's faithfulness to us all in so many different ways, in his biology, in in the things, the elements that he's created for us to manipulate in all sorts of ways, to build this building, to to create cars and planes, and and, and to help people in the medical world, in the medical field. And, and, uh, you know, I I bring all that back to uh, just being in awe of his creation in so many different ways. And I'm so thankful we've got such an awesome, awesome God that actually loves us and cares for us. And it's, it, 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 it's, I just can't even describe it. It's just so awesome. He is so infinite. And I also want to be thankful. I want to, want to say I'm thankful for my family, of course. Um, I'm particularly thankful that uh, my, uh, one of my daughters has, has been a substitute teacher for a few years now and, and just had trouble getting a full-time job. And I'm, I'm, we were not lacking in our faithfulness toward him. We kept praying. And uh, she has a full-time job now with benefits. And I'm just so thankful for that. And I know she is too. Thanks. Kathy Grinder. Okay, so I was thinking about it, and I need a Kleenex probably. Um, So I am thankful um, for adversity and for trials and trouble and grief. Um, I had a really awful childhood, an abusive childhood, and um, made choices that were terrible along the way, and um, 
I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease and just like remembering my childhood and who I was before Jesus is, it was a horrible thing. I don't like to remember it. I don't like to think about it, but God's brought it to my mind over and over this past week. And I'm thankful because although all those terrible things have happened, God has used them in a beautiful way. God has used them when I work with the youth and they struggled. I've been there. I can say, I actually know what you're going through. I've done, I, I've done that or somebody has done that to me. So I, I understand. Recently, my daughter was diagnosed with Crohn's disease too. I've been there. I've done that. And I'm there for you. So God has showed me, even though there's all these ugly things that can happen, he will change them and use them for beautiful, beautiful things. And for that, I am thankful that those things happened to me. Because now it can be there for people that need, need someone to have been through it. Megan. Hey, guys. Um, I've been, there's a family member that I've been living with that, is kind the past year has he's devolved into a raging drunk and it's really hard living with him but i'm really thankful that i didn't have to grow up in that kind of environment and now there's so many people that i see going through that that sort of thing and I'm just I'm thankful now that I know a bit of what that's like and um, <laughs> dealing with him and then going out and going to work and seeing smiling faces and people that love God and people that just are happy. I I'm, I just get overwhelmed. This past week, I've been overwhelmed with thankfulness just for being around happy people. Um, it's incredible that we have so many people around us that connect to us and care about us and that love Jesus with us. Um, so I wanted to share that, and that's it. <laughs> Here comes two people, Diane and then Melinda. Give it up for Diane. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, I've been thinking about this service all morning. Um, my daughter Lydia was going back to Nashville. Uh, so I stayed back a little bit with her before she's getting ready to go. But um, obviously I'm thankful for um, Jesus and um, thankful for um, just that he's, uh, he's very personable with us. He, he's very intimate with us. Um, he, he just knows us. He knows us better than anybody knows us. And, um, and the Father, you know, and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, I, I love... Um, 
that they teach us how um, to connect with people and they teach us how to be personal with people. Um, and uh, I'm, just, I'm just so grateful for that example and that we, we believe in a triune God who has fellowship. Um, and so, um, you know, he created us to be social and he created us with a need for, for fellowship. And, and Satan, you know, he, he wants to pull us away from people. He wants to bring us into isolation. He wants us to think that we don't need other people. Um, but the Father and the Spirit and Jesus um, teach us that, you know, we, we need to be connected. So um, I'm thankful um, just for uh, the people in my life that um, I'm really connected with. Um, thankful, obviously, for my family, um, my kids, my husband. Um, thankful for a, a new son-in-law um, this past uh, summer. I... Uh, we, our family grew, so gained a son-in-law, and he loves he loves Jesus. And I'm just so thankful God brought him into our into our family. Uh, he fits he fits very well, um, and I'm I'm thankful for uh, just um, the sabbatical that this church allowed my husband to have this past summer. It, it was really good for him, and um, I'm thankful for Mike and Justice. And you guys, just just all you do to hold down, um, you know, church here. And uh, David and I, you know, we've been doing the ministry thing a long time, and and uh, you know, we it's it's a lot of work, and it's it's hard sometimes, but it, it's such a blessing. It's you know, um, I love the church, and I'm so thankful for that institution of the church. Um, and the privilege to be able to have served her and continue to serve her. Um, so thanks, Mike and Justice, for all you do. Um, I, I did want to share this, this passage. Um, in John, it says, um, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, gave them to me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of, of, the, of my Father's hand. I'm so thankful for the security that we have in Christ. And, and no matter how tough, you know, life will get or, or, or gets, um, no one will ever be able to pluck me out of my Father's hand, my Savior's hand. I, I'm, I'm so gripped, and, and I'm so thankful for that. Um, and uh, I'm, if I can say this, because you're probably all thinking this, but I'm really thankful the election's over. <laughs> and and I'm, really, I'm, I'm really thankful that um, I've heard the Lord's voice this past year in, in different ways. Um, and and um, obviously not audible, but he speaks to us through his word. And, um, and, and, and he, he can confirm things to us, and he's so gracious to, to do that. Um, and there were a few times this past year where uh, I, I believe I really heard him, and um, and I I just uh, I really uh, this whole the whole election thing I just I really asked for God to be merciful, um, and um, and I and I'm just really thankful that. Um, while I believe maybe one day we'll have a 
it'd be cool to have a female president. Um, I'm I'm thankful that uh, I'm just going to say it. I'm just I'm thankful that Hillary is not going to be my president. Um, and uh, but yet I I'm very um, sobered to, to know that um, I have got to pray for. Um, this man now who is going to be our president. And I, and I feel, very, feel very sober to, um, and almost like um, there's that just heavy responsibility or obligation on me to pray for him. And so um, I'm thankful that uh, God allows us to go before him in prayer, and, and he, he will speak to us. And, um, and I just want to encourage everyone to be praying for him. Um, you know, we're, we're coming on... 2017. It's uh, wow. Um, who, who knows what this year will have in store for any of us? But um, just thankful that Jesus has us. We can hear His voice, um, and uh, we have lots to pray about. So, thanks. You had a lot in common to be thankful for, Diane. Um, First of all, I am so grateful for Jesus, for his forgiveness, his unconditional love, uh, his paying my sin debt, his fulfilling the law when I couldn't, his purchasing my eternal life. I'm so grateful for that. Um, And kind of similar to what Diane just said, I am grateful knowing that when the world is in total chaos, God is steady. Um, I'm especially grateful that he's my rock and he's immovable, especially after this election. Um, I'm thankful for Greg and my three children, Asa, Stoney, and Abby, and our new son-in-law, John. Um, I'm thankful for my home and everything in it. Um, And having just returned from Haiti, um, I'm just so grateful for our bountiful nation, um, you know, we've talked often this morning about just swimming in our bounty. And when you leave a country like this and go to a third world country or fourth world, I've been told Haiti is, um, you really get things into perspective. So I'm grateful for the abundance we have, for the ease of transportation around our country. Um, and I'm very grateful for our democratic republic. Um, I'm thankful for free speech, and I pray that um, our liberties of speech and press will not be squelched, and I do pray that the church will rise up and be alert to this. Um, I'm thankful for God's word and for being able to learn what truth is and what is right and wrong in God's eyes. Um, I'm grateful for our pastors and deacons here at Liberty and for their families because it takes a whole family to run a church. Um, And for all the time that they give to studying the word and to teaching it to us and and to pouring into the lives of everybody here. Um, I'm very thankful for the long life that God gave my father who just passed away this year. I'm thankful for the love of our country that he instilled in me. Um, I'm thankful for the freedoms that he fought for for many years. Um, so that we could gather today as Christ Church to share publicly what we're grateful for. Jordan. 
שלום. I'm thankful for my church. I know that's like a cliche answer, but like coming in, like I just feel like this warmth and this love and like this safety net. Like this, the church is my safety net. Like I really appreciate you guys and you guys all helped me become who I am today. And I'm very thankful for who I am today because I was a very broken, lost person and thankful for Jesus. I don't know what I almost said. I'm thankful for Jesus for like for dying on the cross and taking all my sin on him. So Word. Jay Drizzle is out. <laughs> Only once. <laughs> Do any of the younger um, people want to share any of the youth? Yeah, Haley, come on up. Give it up for Haley. Um, I'm thankful for God and the three in one and all the army people who have sacrificed their life for us. Any other youth want to come up? You don't have to say anything long. It can be real short. Josh? (laughs) Come on, Josh. (laughs) Give it up for Josh. Um, I guess, uh, (laughs) I don't know, I guess I'm thankful for, uh, Ben Grinder, uh, (laughs) he, uh, I guess, like, him doing my discipleship with him and, like, all the time he's put into it, um, I really appreciate it, and, uh, it, like, really changed, like, my heart and everything, so, and, uh, yeah, that's all. Steve Sanders, coming down. Give it up for Steve. You know, like everyone else, there's so much uh, that I have to be thankful for, but I'm especially thankful for this church. And and there's some specific things about this church that that I want to mention. Um, First of all, I do teach and pastors, uh, Mike and David. I grew up in a very conservative denomination. It has some of the best pastors and preachers in the world, and I heard most of them. And uh, none of those guys compare to what David and Mike do week in and week out. Uh, I really appreciate it. It's not because they're smart, even though they're very smart. It's not because they work hard and study, even though they do, but because they humble themselves before God. And I really appreciate that, what you guys are doing, Mike. Uh, I'm also thankful this year we are able to add... uh, Two more elders and Justice and Greg, and I know Mike and David appreciate that too. It's great having these four men, and not just these four men, but their families, because when they're called to be an elder, the whole family gets involved, and I'm thankful for them, for the wives, and for the children that also sacrifice. Uh, I'm also thankful for our deacons we have. Uh, You guys work tirelessly. Your wives are involved. I appreciate uh, everything you do, and... uh, you know, just pray for this church as we're looking at bringing more deacons on. Um, it's a 
big step in this church, okay? Um, the other thing I'm thankful for uh, are the life groups we have. Uh, very thankful for my life group. Uh, you know, we, we get to be real, and we get to talk and share stuff. And, you know, none of us are perfect. And, uh, you know, I was reading in a book this morning, it says, even while I was still a sinner, Christ died for me. And, and we can go in these life groups and we can just share real things, real problems we're facing. And no one judges, and we just all come together and we pray for each other. And I think that reflects the leadership of our church, the elders and the deacons, because I've seen them do that in my life. And I'm thankful for a church that I can come to and be real. And I know if I have to share a problem or something, people are going to pray for me, and they're going to be there for us. So uh, once again, I just thank uh, for Liberty Christian Church. I thank for the leadership and it's just so great to be a part of this church. Dan Benson. It's interesting, Mike, that you... Um Mentioned the scripture that you did. Um, oh, I just lost it. Um, about in Psalms about God being our rock, my fortress, my redeemer, my deliverer. Um, I was contemplating that this morning about being thankful. Um, the fact that I'm just here today is by God's grace and grace alone. Um, um, recent surgeries and the complications thereof, not only one but two, when the doctor said I should have died and had no hope of dying and survived twice, um, is just a real understanding how every day is precious, how every breath is precious, how God is sovereign. Um, I cannot sit here and deliver why I deserve to, to survive and still be here. Um, it is by his grace and grace alone, and I am so thankful for his grace because all of the good things that he's put in my life and everything that everybody has said, I am totally grateful for and say completely amen to from the pastors to the church to the ministries to all the things in my life, um, um, my daughter um, and all the amazing things that she's been doing, um, Lynette and, and her faithful struggle and determination to get through some of the most unbelievable, horrific things that she has to go through on a daily basis just absolutely humbles me and blows me away um, that she is still hanging in there and still struggling. And um, just the real thing in my own heart is, is no matter what happens into this world, um, I am very thankful and very, very, very grateful that God is sovereign, that he reigns, that his good and perfect will will be done. No matter what men do or the plans of men, God is sovereign over all of this. And this I trust, not in institutions or in men's or in systems or anything, but his sovereign and good, perfect will. And boy, do I need to trust that and get my eyes off the world and get my eyes on him. Andrea Bond. I'd make some remark, but I'd pay for it later at home. <laughs> Don't give me something to be unthankful for, honey. Okay. 
Um, so has any of you've all probably heard of Squanto, right? Have you, do any of you know his full story, Squanto's full story? So I'm not going to tell it to you right now because it's kind of, it'd be long. Justice doesn't know who Squanto is? Okay, so if you don't know who Squanto is, it's okay. We won't judge you. <laughs> um, look, look him up, and, well, actually, I would encourage you to listen to the podcast that Eric Metaxas did on Squanto. It's like this amazing story, and it is something to be thankful for. It's like a miracle. Um, I would love to listen to it here, but I don't we'll know. We'll have Justice put a link to it yes. in the newsletter. <laughs> and we'll encourage you all to open your newsletter and click on that yes. link. Yes. It's an amazing story. And we will see how many people click on it. <laughs> His name's Eric Metaxas. I don't know how to spell it. Um, it'll be in the newsletter. So I'm thankful for my four beautiful children. And I'm especially thankful for... Um, now, they're not perfect children or anything. They do fight and stuff. But compared to me and my brothers growing up, I have something to compare this to. Compared to me and my brothers, my children get along and they love each other and they play together and they spend time together. And uh, my brothers and I, we didn't do that growing up. And there were probably times where I could safely say that I hated my brothers. That's how poorly we got along and we weren't each other's buddies, we didn't have each other's backs, none of that. So I'm really thankful for the light God has given Mike and I, the revelation of knowledge that he's given us to raise our kids and to teach them how to love each other. Um, that's a huge blessing on my heart. And I'm also super thankful for my husband who loves his children and is there for his children and provides for his children and takes care of them and nurtures them and provides for our family and does an amazing job at the finances and all that, all that stuff. And um, I'm also really thankful for God's redemptive grace. Um, he's just been teaching me and showing me about how he's redeeming me and sanctifying me. And it's going to be an ongoing process, I know, until I die. <laughs> but I'm really thankful for that. I'm really thankful that I don't have to stay the same, that I can change in his presence, and he can renew me and revive me and make me, give me things that I never knew were possible. And, um, yeah, so I'm really, really thankful for that. And he's also been teaching me, actually, about thankfulness lately, um, that specifically that thankfulness um, is something that must be practiced. It's something that you have to cultivate in your life. And it's just not going to come naturally to us. <laughs> and um, I've been struggling over the past few years off and on with depression and negativity. And actually negativity has been a theme in my life for many, many years. But depression, more specifically, ever since I had my injury... Um, depression has been plaguing me, and God has shown me specifically that gratitude and thankfulness is a key there. And so um, I actually did get some counseling for that depression, but I've been practice, trying to practice thankfulness, and God has been delivering me from depression. So I just give him the praise and the glory for that. So. Yeah. Asa, all right. 
Asa and then Ryan, and then we will wrap up. Hey, everyone. Um, this is going to sound a little cliche off the bat, but I'm very thankful for my family. But um, not just for my mom, dad, and my siblings, but for my extended family. Um, my cousins, my aunts and uncles. This is something I learned, you know, I just moved back home from college, and something I learned while I was out in the real world is that most extended families do not get along. You know, you've got estranged cousins, you've got uncles who are in jail. I've been very great, I've been very blessed to have aunts, uncles, cousins, and all that, that love me. Um, For 30 years, my dad and his brothers have gotten together for Christmas every two years and brought all the grandkids with them. It's been, now this is the first year we won't be able to do it because three of the grandkids are married, most of us are graduating from college, and now it's getting really difficult to coordinate our schedules, but I'm just so grateful that I grew up with my cousins as some of my best friends, having aunts and uncles who I could go to for advice, and just having seen how so many broken families there are all over, I'm just very grateful that I had that. Um, I, I was reminded there is a um, I, where I where I work. There's mostly kind of nominal Christians. Um, I've been just kind of praying how I can impact people at my work, uh, not only the people I meet with, but the other coworkers there and stuff. And I feel like I've been extremely ineffective. And uh, I was so encouraged. One of the, the people that works there recently um, became a Christian. And she came to me and she was like, Ryan, man, I want to get baptized. I was like, oh my gosh, you got to tell me what's going on. <laughs> and so um, she had said that uh, she went through this very hard time and she's still going through this extremely hard time. And uh, somebody invited her to church. And so she went to the church and then um, started learning more and more and received Christ. And her eyes are just like, you know, it's awesome. It's like you get the before and after and the newness and, and stuff. And so it's exciting. And so I've been able to have some, some just great talks with her. Um, there and it's interesting because her mom and dad work there too, and so it'll be interesting to see how the whole family dynamic goes with that. But um, I was really encouraged, and uh, I feel like I resonated a lot with um, just hardship. You know, the Hebrews twelve five and six. I could have my kids say it because I've been trying to teach them. <laughs> but for whom the Lord loves, He disciplines and scourges every son that he receives. And I, I just put scourge in Google, and I hit images, and it's not a pleasant thing. You know, it is not a pleasant thing. So, even being in the family of God, the discipline and the scourging that comes is, um, is really a beautiful thing. It's, it, I mean, I would have never said that a few years ago, but I, I, I am saying it now. Um, and the verse that comes to mind is, Be anxious for nothing, 
but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through, Jesus, through Christ Jesus. What, what strikes me so much is in the midst of going through difficulty and pain and things I could have never really imagined kind of going through, um, I, I would have never thought that I had any, would have any peace. But it's, 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 it's fascinating because be anxious for nothing, obviously, is telling people who can be anxious for things. Um, so we're going through difficulty and when you start thanking God for the pain, thanking God for the difficulty, thanking God for the trial, something weird happens. You begin to experience the peace of God. And it's, it's phenomenal um, because you can easily experience the peace of your circumstances, the peace of the, the love from others, the peace of good times, the peace of, you know, feeling included in everything, the peace of the world, really, which some of it is really good, no, you know, no doubt. But you experience the peace of God when you are thankful going through those difficulties. It's his peace you experience, and it surpasses all understanding because you really won't get it. <laughs> when you start saying thank you for you know, my neighbor who persecutes my children um, curses at them when they step one, lot, one foot over the property line. I mean, when you start thanking God for, for um, other pain or difficulty and trials and suffering, um, it doesn't make sense. But that's when you start to experience his peace and not the peace of anything that the world could provide or, or even some, something that his family and stuff. So I'm thankful for that. Thankful for a God who loves me enough to discipline and scourge and um, and praise Him. Um, we're going to wrap up here um, with a couple worship songs, um, but before we do, um, so this this year we've um, ordered these books from the Gideons, the Life Book that you've probably all seen, and um, earlier this summer. I think we ordered around 600, um, and we passed out all of those. Um, and a lot of those were passed out by probably just a few people, but our church participated in that. And we decided to get um, 1,100 more, 1,300, thank you. And those came sometime in, I don't know, October, at the beginning of October. And I kind of encouraged people to use Halloween as an opportunity um, to hand them out. And before the end... Before the service began that day, we probably had a thousand back there, and by the end of the service, we only probably had a, a couple hundred, two hundred left. So you guys definitely took it out. And, and the stories I heard about Halloween, people passing out fifty books and seventy-five books and a hundred books, and sending them with their kids when they're going knocking on the doors, and people coming to their doors. I mean, it was really, 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 really awesome. Um, <clears throat> and I and I love the the life books. They're more geared probably towards students, but um, they're awesome nonetheless. The other books um, that we have, that you can get different covers with them, and Justice has mentioned it a couple of times, so have I, at um, the Pocket Testament League, ptl.org. They'll send you up to 30 for free. Um, and you can get different covers, and you can get different um, versions. 
um, that you that you want. Um, and the Lord um, has really just been convicting me and speaking to me about being more about sharing my faith more. Um, and so I've been taking the uh, the Gospel of John's. I I just like this is my preference. Just I take the Gospel of John's from the PTL.org site. Um, and so I got some. Uh, I got I think like. 10 that had pumpkins on them and on the front it said like give thanks and so I got those right before or right after Halloween and so I'm like okay it's like November 1st I got um, I have like whatever three weeks to, and my goal is to hand out all 10 of these because kind of after Thanksgiving these pumpkin ones really aren't that good anymore <laughs> these people are thinking Christmas um, so God was gracious I was able to hand those out um, in fact I ran out of them and I was, um, and so I took my next set, which um, I really like. It is, it's a yellow cover. It has like a bicycle on it, and it says "Life is good." It's the Gospel of John. So I took some to my um, doctor. You know, I had sh- shoulder surgery, and um, I took three with me because it's always him and his like assistant, and then a medical student. Every single time I see him, there's always three people in the room. So I'm like, oh, I'll do three for one here. Um, <laughs> So, and I shared this with my life group. You guys can bear with me again. Um, but I thought it was interesting because at the end, he was, um, I was asking him different questions, and he's like, okay, any more questions? I'm like, one more question. Um, and the question I like to ask people when I'm handing them out is, have you ever read the Gospel of John? A basic, easy question, non-threatening. And, um, and he, said, he said, no. And so I'm like, okay, well, here, I'd like you to have one, and I'd like you to have one, and I'd like you to have one. And, um, and he said, um, why not the Gospel of Matthew? <laughs> His first name's Matthew. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, if you will read the Gospel of Matthew, I will, I will get you a copy. He's like, no, no, that'd be, that'd be too self-indulgent. <laughs> so anyway, um, but he said, so then he said, why, why the Gospel of John? And it, I mean, it kind of caught me off guard. No one had ever asked me that so far. And so I just said, you know, well, the Gospel of John, it's kind of like you really see Jesus in a very personable way. And you get a really good glimpse of who Jesus is um, and what he thinks and, um, and, uh, and where he's at. And so he, like, takes the, the Gospel of John. I, I mean, I've already handed it to him. And I tell, him, I tell everyone there's a little, you know, message of salvation at the beginning. But he takes it. And for, like, 15 seconds in this little, you know, um, patient room, He's like flipping through it, and you know, 15 seconds with four people in a room without anyone talking is kind of awkward. Um, but, but he's doing that for 15 seconds. I mean, he's kind of like looking through the book, looking through the book, looking through the book. And then he like takes it, and he like kind of like does that, and he's like, I'll read it. And so, um, and I've got some other story, a couple other stories that are similar to that where um, I, it's, I mean, just that, to me, it's a very non-threatening question. So far, I passed out maybe... I don't know, 30 of these in the past couple months. And, um, and um, every person so far that I've asked, and I asked everybody, have you read the Gospel of John? Um, every single person except for one has said no. Have you read the Gospel of John? No. And so that actually encourages me. You want to know why it encourages me? Because my hope and belief is that they will take this and read it. And Jesus will speak for himself. I mean, we're his ambassadors. We're supposed to take the message, and we are. And we're giving people the message. But it is my prayer for each of those people that they will take it, that they will read it, 
And if, if they really have never, and I don't know why they would need to lie to me, um, if they've never really read it, think about reading the Gospel of John for the first time. I mean, it, it, it should, and I'm praying will, blow those people's minds away. You know, from the very first couple of verses, you get a very clear picture of who this God says he is, right? So we've ordered, <clears throat> we're almost out of these life books. There's probably a box or so left. But we ordered um, about 750 of these Gospel of John's that look just like this. On the front, it says, just for you. It looks like a little Christmas present. And in the inside, did you put all invitations in the inside of each? Okay. In the inside, we stuck an invitation um, to our Christmas Eve service coming up. So join us at Liberty Church on December 24th at 10.30 p.m. for a candlelight Christmas Eve service. And um, we want to encourage you, the staff wants to encourage you um, to take some of these. My favorite place to hand them out is basically Walmart and drive throughs <laughs> and doctor's offices. Because I saw my, my ENT for something else, and, and he had three people there too, the same setup, assistant, himself, and the med student. And so they all three got, they, they all three got one. Um, and had a good conversation with him. Um, but I encourage you to, to take, take, start with five, start with ten, whatever you think you can. Don't take like 75 and have them end up, you know, a year from now you stumble across them or something like that. But take however many things you, you really could hand out. And I'd challenge you, I would challenge each one of you to at least take a couple. Um, the first time I, I, I handed one out, I was nervous. I feel like I'm, I'm it never gets easy. At least for me, it never gets easy sharing the gospel. But it, I think it does get easier. All right? So it's always, it's always challenging. I always feel like I have to take that step of faith, even if I'm just asking them a simple question. So in that sense, it never gets easy. Um, but I think as you do it a little bit more, it gets easier. So it's gotten easier for, for me. Um, and this is our chance to, to spread the good news. All right? Um, some of you... The, the thought of doing that just freaks you out. That's okay, because you can just walk up to someone and be like, here, I'd like to give you this gift, right? Boom, you're done. You don't even have to say anything. Um, some, of the, some of the youth, when we were at the Rethink Conference, I'm not actually sure if they even, some of them even said something. They were just like, here, this is for you, you know? And it is for you. It's the gospel, and it's for everybody. So um, you can do it as, as you know, low-key, as you want. But um, even my low-keyness with, have you read the Gospel of John, has opened up some different conversations and opportunities um, for me to talk to people um, about the hope I have. So we have those in the back. We actually have some here, too. Are we going to... Um... Okay, we have them here in the front you can grab, or in the back you can grab, and um, encourage you to do that, to, um, to take advantage. It seems like people are more open maybe this time of year. And I think something that I'm also learning, this is the last thing I'll say, is I feel like if you read, if you're online a lot and you're reading different blogs and, and different things, it's like there's this like major anti-Christian mentality with many people and negative and Christians are haters and Christians are bigots. And you, I think you can start to get this idea that like, wow, everyone out there is totally against us. And Maybe it's just my little bubble of, of St. Charles and St. Louis where I'm passing these out. Um, but I'm not, I'm not seeing that, at least in this area. I'm not seeing people be like, I don't want that. I don't want the Gospel of John. I don't want the Bible. Um, I'm seeing at least an openness to it. And I think we should take advantage of the opportunities 
um, that we have. I wasn't taking advantage for, for some time, and I've repented of that and, um, and trying to get back to where I need to be a faithful, a faithful ambassador. Um, this is one easy way that we can do, an easier way um, that we can do it. So I encourage you to do that. Um, God is good. We get to celebrate um, everything we're thankful for today. We're going to be um, celebrating um, his birth um, the next few weeks as we prepare for that and uh, encourage you to um, take a handful and, um, and pass them out. So we're going to end up, uh, we're going to end with a couple worship songs. Let's uh, go right into it.